0: I'm Simeona Martinez and this is Anonymous Mind. you've been keeping up with the saga the last three years that have been taking place between me and a fandom, a group of exes and a group of radicals and uh, some misogynistic people who cannot come to terms with their shortcomings and my abilities to persevere and innovate in level of intellect and capacity. That is what has been taking place for the last three years in a nutshell and I was looking back on a troll account that these people continue to make Um, for example if the actor goes out with anything that's a woman they'll make a page and they'll say oh look he's with this person and he's doing this and he's doing this. Basically, the the purpose of that is to invalidate me in any type of way, to show that he doesn't care about you and he doesn't want to be with you and he's with A, B, and C. And that's a weird goal for someone to have. That's obviously someone that doesn't have a sound mind. What does it matter who this person dates at the end of the day that doesn't affect you in any way. That it doesn't affect your bills. That doesn't affect how you live. That's not going to affect anything that you do tomorrow. It's about people inserting themselves in situations because they're lonely, because they have no lives, because they feel unloved, because they feel unworthy, and because they're bitter. I mean, who cares if person A is dating person B? Um, but like I said, if you keep up with the page, then you notice that... I did um, a live while they were tweeting all these terrible things about me. Excuse me, Instagramming all these terrible things about me on one of the many pages that they made, and that um, completely solidified um, the proof that I'm not making it, I'm not making these pages, and the sickness that these people have. And that was also done with Craigslist, which they choose to write on. I did a live and I recorded the screen so people can see, hey, she's not writing on there. So now that, just to reiterate what I've said, I'm not making these accounts and I'm not writing on Craigslist because I have a life. And because, you know, everybody's not completely sane, I'll say I'm quasi sane, but the fact here, the the, the takeaway, the essential point is that I have a life. And I want people to be happy, and I want to be happy as well. And if I love a person, no matter if I think they're the most fantastic person in the world, if they don't want to be with me, then they don't want to be with me. It's time to move on. Uh, I've never needed to chase anybody or to do anything of that nature. Um, I'm too lazy, and I don't have the work ethic, and I'm not interested in anyone in that capacity where i feel that i need to sacrifice my self-worth that i need to sacrifice my time or opportunity to innovate and or create no one is worth that sacrifice because that is part of who i am that is the air that i breathe that is literally who i am as a being so again we establish those two things but this hasn't stopped people like they've hacked into my phone And so when I'm texting, they can see that I'm texting. And they'll write something on Craigslist in regards to what I'm texting. Yes, it's that deep. I'm being stalked that deep. Um, And it's unfortunate. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's really unfortunate. It's scary. It's scary that people don't have lives, that people are this mentally ill, that people are obsessive, that people are very scary, that people are... This unhappy, it's unfortunate, but what can you do besides lift your head up and just continue to go and continue to be the best person that you can, while keeping the eye out and trying to keep yourself safe from people who are unstable? Essentially, this has really opened my eyes to the internet culture, in a sense. If you don't boast about things, people think that you don't have it. Like people will make all these, that's why I have an assumption disclaimer. Because people make assumptions about me because I'm a beautiful woman. People assume that I'm like an Instagram girl. Or because I'm black, they assume that I'm ghetto. Or because they make the same assumptions. So anybody that believes that stereotypes and prejudices prejudices do not exist, that just completely blew that concept out of water. The fact that I need that and the fact that I have corresponding evidence that go with that that show that people have made these assumptions about me just completely is that's physical evidence in and of itself that prejudice and racism do exist. So let's start there. Um, We live in a culture that if you're in a relationship and you don't boast about it on the internet then people think that you don't have anything. Uh, We live in a culture that if you don't boast about your successes online People think that you don't have any success online People think that you don't do anything People think that you're not worth anything Because people are so caught in this digital vortex That if it doesn't exist online, it doesn't exist at all But see, the people get it confused with me And they think that all my, they assume that my success is online, but actually, no, if you read my resume, all my success is actually offline. Um, But you have to take time to read that. You have to take time to invest in higher knowledge. You have to be open to higher knowledge. Um, Your hunger for knowledge has to be a lot more sensational than your comfortability with ignorance. It has to have that type of difference. You have to have that hunger to be like, okay, let me read her resume and read up on this girl and see what's what. But people don't have that type of capacity. People only have the capacity to assume because it's fun. It's funner to them and they're warped mentally online. Because if you get the facts then it's like, hmm, well that doesn't seem possible. But if you don't read it, then you could just make all these type of assumptions. And that's basically what people do against me. And it's unfortunate because it's the internet. So people, it spreads like wildfire. Wildfire. So I literally have a group of fans who harass me no matter what I do. If I don't mention them for a week, for a month, they still harass me every day. It doesn't matter. Without Phil, they'll harass me every day because that is their life that is their identity that is who they are they don't have anything else going on in their lives outside of their obsession with me and as crazy as it sounds that's the absolute truth and unfortunately i i'm on the receiving end of that and um it's been a really unfortunate (laughs) last three years let me just say that it's not easy to be on the receiving end of someone's mental illness and that's not in any way to stigmatize it but it is the reality of it you can't only talk about how bad it is to be mentally ill and feel sorry for them and not feel sorry for the people in the surrounding in the in the surrounding areas of which it affects those people have voices those people are a part of the study, if you will, those people are part of the advancements of understanding mental illness. They're just as much as of an essential as the patients, because how it reflects, affects everyone matters. But we're not talking in that amount of depth in this situation, because we're not dealing with people that have that amount of depth. The people that are being used as pawns are all broken, all come from broken homes, have been, you know, assaulted or personally vandalized in a way. And it's easy for a person who's a sociopath with power to come in and manipulate people who are already broken. And that's kind of what's happening now, and it's unfortunate. But if you're going through something like this, or if you're down, just know for me, I will never kill myself. I will never harm myself. I will never commit suicide, especially not over this. This isn't anything. I will always keep going. But if you're down and you feel like you can't make it, just know that you will. And let this story be of inspiration to you. Because there's going to be a lot of people like this that you're going to meet. Because you can't control people. You can't control their story. You can't control their behavior. But you can only control how you react. And that's the most important part. Happy Monday. I'm Simeona Martinez, and this is Anonymous Mind. regards to some of the items that I shared. Um, Those were tweets from uh, one of the many accounts that have been made to troll me and to gaslight me. Um, Whether or not a relationship exists between Seth and I is completely irrelevant. Um, As anyone can agree, that doesn't give someone a right to harass me in such a way In which I was harassed. Now. Also you can see taking place on Craigslist. Because I said that I was triggered. About what was was taking place. With Drew Carey's ex. And her unfortunate murder. Triggered me. Because those of you who do not know. My ex was murdered. By his crazy ex. And that is triggering to me. And if you've noticed on Craigslist there has been an increase of people writing about Denny's and people writing about things in regards to him the thing is is that we can all agree on these core points one is that my main account is deleted okay number two is That person, whoever is writing that, had to have been stalking me for some time and retaining this information well enough to be able to regurgitate it and attempts to trigger. So that tells you two things. This is not a person who is new. This is a person who is really familiar with me. This is a person who is asinine, who is looking for a reaction, who is looking to trigger me. It's obviously the person who's responsible for writing those um, horrific things about me wanting to kill myself, about me, uh, you know, should should have killed myself or whatever, you know, encouraging suicide. Um, and like I said, it's Trisha, it's Halston, and it's Kira. And, um it's just really horrific I mean I don't know what else to say it's evidence um, as far as their gaslighting goes it doesn't hold any weight so delusion means that me saying "Oh, there's a pink elephant there and there's not actually a pink elephant there Uh, delusion is not classified as someone tweeting something abusive towards you and then saying that it's all in your head that's not feasible Um, But that's what's going on with Kira right now. She seems to be really passive-aggressively trying to um, uh, gaslight me because she plays that song when, you know, I share evidence. So this is not the first time that she's done that. She plays that song too, that song, Paranoia by Tame Impala, to try to gaslight me, but sweetie, you can't gaslight someone when there's an abundance of evidence against you that's irrefutable. And even by your attempts, your even by your action in and of itself to gaslight me literally means that you're guilty. Because now you're concerned to say, okay, people's just taking their own bitterness out on you, so are you so then are you having a moment of self-reflection and clarity and talking about themselves? Because you're the one that continuously gets at me and is abusive towards me and is toxic towards me. And this is how I respond by showing the evidence in abundance. And you got to understand what people with these personality disorders is that they'll trigger They'll abuse and then they'll gaslight. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. And like I said, going back to those accounts, whether I was in a relationship or I was engaged or whether I never met Seth, that shouldn't have been so much of a concern to where that required that many tweets and that much harassment. That's currently still taking place. Um, It seems... Not right, it seems incredibly psychotic, and that's because it is and I've said several times in like in regards to Trisha and Kira, and we've all been watching her things that she says with her hair if you're innocent then a the person's innocent, then they'll stop doing it they'll stop. You know what, stop mentioning here, you, you know what, you should be a complex person where you don't have to talk about hair. What else is going on in your life? But you see women like this, they're not exactly intelligent women. What else are they going to talk about besides their hair? That's the only thing I envy them about, is that they're able to talk about stupid things like their hair. I wish I could be that dumb to where that would be of a great concern to me and so much so that I feel compelled to share it constantly as if people are interested and want to know but as a sign that I am so obsessed about it, self-obsessed about it, that I must share that with you and especially knowing that Okay, so somebody's accusing you of something. Why don't you stop doing that? And you continuously do it. So especially knowing that and you continue to do so just solidifies your guilt. So, sweetheart, you can't go back and say that it's in my head. You can't go back and gasp like that because you've been playing bad oh, I'm I'm missing, you know, been in your delusion and thinking that you're God's gift to everything and you've been playing continuously been taking shots at me but now when something doesn't go in your favor like how you were boasting about how you were going to be shooting and being um, on set and now you're not on set now you now you're calling me out and calling me toxic but I, I think that it's more of the fact that Your game got caught and now you have nothing to do but now go on the defense. But it's funny how for all this time when there were no repercussions because, you know, Seth wasn't on his P's and Q's. There wasn't any repercussions to your, you know, harassment towards me. You just kept it going. And now that there has been, and now you can't play that game that you play, now all of a sudden you're turning it around to, oh, she's delusional. Now now you need to address me and say that, oh, she's doing this. That in and of itself is a confession of your guilt. You know, like I said, uh, this whole thing with Drew Carey really triggered me. And so you have to imagine being stalked. In addition to being triggered by that was really hard for me Um, and I'm human and I have a lot of trauma because my ex was murdered and and that hurts and to have someone continuously bring that up in addition to bringing up my sexual assault is absolutely psychotic so the fact that I'm here and I'm strong and I'm determined to, you know, excel and I don't have any suicidal ideations, I'm not suicidal, I'm upbeat, I'm, I'm happy and I'm determined to move beyond this. Um, I just want to be an inspiration to others and so I'm just going to keep going. And, um, but it, it's important that I talk about this because someone else might be going through that, through, uh, a similar situation. And I just want to let you know that there is light on the end of the tunnel and to not give up. And, you know, I'm going to pull through this and if I can do it, you can do it. I know it's hard. I know it's easier said than done, but I'm gonna pull. The full, I'm gonna pull through this thing. For all the kids that have committed suicide due to cyberbullying, that's why I'm going to make it out to the other side and get justice, regardless. Because those kids deserve justice, and I'm gonna get it. I'm Simeona Martinez and this is Anonymous Mind. I'm Hey everybody, it's Simona Martinez and this is the third installment on this uh, season's focus on cyberbullying. And I just want to talk about the situation with the exes because anybody watching the situation from the outside, it's kind of like, well, what's going on exactly? I don't really get what the big deal is. So we're just going to speak in terms of not me but what the situation was now for example say the position of the victim you start dating this guy you think that he's amazing before you go official or if the you know the ex catches wind of it or if in most cases she's already stalking the ex Then, you know, she already knows about the relationship and is probably stalking your page already, which is most likely the case. And from your standpoint, when you try to tell, you know, your new boyfriend, you're like, you know, this girl keeps showing up to your events and, you know, you broke up 10 years ago and she should be at a place. Where she has moved on from this. It's not so much about, well, exes stay friends. Yeah, that's that's true. But the fact that you need to show up to every every single one of his events. If he's particularly successful, it's either of two things. Either you're exploiting him and you're using him. Or you're a stalker. Because what in, in what world exes of 10 years continuously need to show up to their exes' events... When they're in a relationship and when the new woman in his life has been adamant about you not being there, number one. And number two, when you've had, when she, the woman in his life has had justifiable reasons as to why she's adamant about you not being in, your, in his life, the fact that you continue to show up shows a person that is not of sound mind. Because first of all, that's 10 years ago. Move on. You should have had moved on already and gotten your own life and had another relationship, especially if the guy is not doing anything to initiate a relationship with you. You keep coming to him. He is not coming to you. That's also a kind of a... a you know, a clear dynamic of the relationship. It's not like this guy is always hanging out with you and partying with you. You're always going to him. So that lets you know the dynamic of the relationship. So that's what the viewpoint is from the victim. Now, for the your new boyfriend, he may not, if he hasn't, fully seen her go crazy because maybe he hasn't really seriously dated anyone or he has dated other people but they weren't serious enough to say, you know, back off or, you know, it wasn't anything to trigger that person. So maybe he's like, well, I think you're overreacting and I think that she's, fine but as time goes on this will initially probably more than likely be his response or his way unless he knows that she's crazy which in most cases he does because he dated her and what else you know can a person do who's just gonna think well just ignore her and that's kind of the wrong attitude but so many people have this attitude towards their exes, and they have that attitude before it's too late. If someone refuses to go away, then that's cause for concern, especially if the relationship ended 10 years ago. And on the side of the stalker, the stalker is not in love with this person because love and obsession don't coincide. They cannot coexist. It's like uh, water and uh, oil and oil and water. It cannot coincide with it with each other. They don't gel. You cannot be obsessed with someone and love them. It's not that's not a healthy love. That is a mental instability, and that's something that needs to be taken seriously because all too... Often, it's not until someone gets seriously hurt, then everyone says, how could this happen? Well, the signs were there. And when someone's saying, hey, that's not right, why is this person continuously showing up? Why is this person still interacting socially so desperately when the relationship has ended? It's not a good look and that's sort of what happened in this situation except that his ex was trolling me and doing all these nasty things and writing these untrue things about me because with with her it wasn't just single lie it just wasn't singled out to Trisha um this was also if you've been keeping up with my Hollywood hate crime blog you'll see that it's also Amelia doing it you'll see that it's Kira, that it's, it was Alexis, you know, who's also involved. So it's not just one of them. It's a a bitter group of women who are bitter and jealous because I'm more beautiful than they will ever be. I'm more successful and I'm a woman of color. That's the big thing. Um... That's an ego thing because in a way your anger is is because you think that regardless of me being entirely more accomplished than him, you think that because I'm a woman of color that I'm not good enough for him. And that's what they're saying without saying it. It's the same thing with the hair the hair comments and things like that. You're saying, "Oh, I don't believe black people have hair," or oh, "Look at my hair, assuming my hair is fake and their hair is real." Assuming and and making those hair comments is basically what that's saying. Not basically, it is what it's saying in a nutshell. And that's when we get that micro microaggressive racism, and that's what I've been dealing with for the last 3 years with this with these women. And these aren't intellectual women. These aren't accomplished women by any means. These were all women who were either set up to go out with him by their PR or they were sugar babies. They were just in it to date him because of who he was and what they could give to him. And that's why they're acting this way. Because women who have self-respect, women who actually love their partners or former partners, they want to see them happy. If you're fighting with someone's ex and you're not in a relationship with them, then the problem is you. You're the toxic one. Because there should be no reason why your ex should even be on your radar. But if you're so involved in your ex's relationship that it starts a fight or any type of conflict, then you're the problem. You need to move on. And it's evident that people have seen me continuously try to move on from this situation and these you know the low class women constantly dragging me back into it because they're obsessed with me so that I can't just go move on with my life because if I do then that means that they can't get a reaction and their obsession can't be validated and that's what's been happening you would think that if you know well, see, that's the thing. If someone is stable, if someone is able to move on and actually has love and respect for the person, then they can move on. But these aren't, like I said, these are women who dated him for some type of payout or some, for attention or something like that or what they thought he could give to them. And that's why they're this way, if you look at any of the relationship that he's had with other women who there was a sense of love and respect there, they don't do this because they actually cared about him. It's the women that were taking advantage of him that are the ones that can't move on because they're thinking about him as a cash cow and an opportunity, and it's about ego, and it's about greed, and it's about narcissism and so many other different things, you know, you have to think about it, a woman and who's going to sleep with a man in exchange for sexual favors or, you know, take advantage of a man just because he has success or connections and they want to take advantage of that. You have to be a certain type of woman to do those type of things. Um, women, you know, you talk about that's that's emotional assault on someone to take advantage of somebody in such a disgusting way. And so that's exactly what these women are. They're disgusting people. That's why they're here. It's not because they're, they're so in love with him and they're so, you know, whatever, whatever. It's because of the opposite. It is because they don't have any self-respect, because they don't respect him. The only thing they respect, the only God that they serve, is their ego. And you see these situations a lot, um, especially when you enter these type of transactional relationships. Um, It's unfortunate, but it's the way that it is, uh, because these women aren't looking for love. And even with the same thing with sugar babies are male, and it would be the same thing. You get those guys who have sex with cougars for money. They're not looking for love either. So it goes both ways. Um, but in this particular situation, we're talking about exes, and so yeah. So Amelia Clark has been extremely racist towards me, and um, Kira as well, and Trisha, and even Halston, and other men have been. You know, har- have been harassing me like Elon Musk, um, and it's a lot. Like I said, ninety percent has it has to do with racism, on his end. It's because I'm a black woman, and I'm doing successful. I'm doing successfully, and and I'm innovating. We're both in the same field, and it's that whole thing that I was talking about going. Saying it without saying it, that you're black, you're not good enough to be here. And that's what their actions show. You don't have to call someone the N-word or say that. You don't think that they're less of a person because of their race. You say that in how you treat them. The craziest thing about this entire situation is that Amelia Clark and and Kira, who are, you know, Two who never really even dated him um, are so invested in my life and so invested in everything that I do that they're openly harassing me. And it just, it just, well, obviously it just only feels the fact that I am the victim and that they're crazy and they're jealous and they're miserable. I mean, I think the most badass thing a woman can do is persevere and move on. The fact that you're hung up on your ex or a guy that you didn't even seriously date—he never even dated Amelia exclusively. He never dated Trisha exclusively. He never dated any of these women exclusively. But the problem is, is that the women that are that have a, have these problems. These women are at the stage where they're older and they're looking for security. And they thought they could swing back around and scoop him up because, of course, he wouldn't have anybody who cared about him or loved him or anything like that. So, you know, and when he wasn't there waiting, because it could quite possibly be that he, he had never any, if he wasn't faithful to you then... When you were so called in your prime. He doesn't care about you now. I mean, trust. Trust and believe. A guy, when he meets a woman. Who changes his. You know. The way he sees love. He'll change. And he'll be faithful. Uh, You know, there's a. There men have been in relationship. Relationships with women for like. Five, ten years. Meet another woman you know, never marries the woman that he was in a relationship for five, ten years, meets another woman and marries her in a month. It happens all the time. It's just the way that it is. And you would hope that someone it's gotta hurt. Breakups hurt. But you would hope that someone has the coping mechanisms the coping the coping mechanism and isn't, you know, dripping with a level of toxicity that causes them to be so jealous and malignant that they need to destroy other people's happiness it's not a good look it's like the most the biggest turnoff in the world like do you think a man is really gonna want you if you keep stalking him or you keep doubting a woman that he cares about or a woman that he's with if you won't go away if you're annoying if you're all these things and you're disrespectful at the end of the day most men just want peace like most women want peace people just want peace and without the drama and if a guy didn't choose you if a girl didn't choose you then you have to learn to accept that and move on it's not your right nor do you have the right to take it upon yourself to just try to destroy other people because they didn't feed into your ego you need to get therapy and move on and i'm making all of these i'm saying all these and i will never stop being vocal about it because these people are unstable it's not normal behavior you know and um whether i was with this guy or not it doesn't matter and it doesn't give someone the right to harass you you know or to try to hurt you in any way but that's where we're at with some toxic people. It's really unfortunate because I think, like I said, the most badass thing a woman can do is move on. So that's the kind of the players in, in this situation. You have a girlfriend, a new girlfriend, who's just trying to love her boyfriend and be the best woman she could be for him. And then you have an old girlfriend who is miserable and one, or a boyfriend... won't let that happen and then you have a guy that's kind of just miserable because he wants to move on with his life and he has this bitter old wrinkled weight just weighing him down and it's unfortunate because I do believe in my own Stupid belief that people deserve to be happy. And people deserve to be with the people who they love. And they deserve to choose those people as they see fit. People are not responsible to be with you. No one is required to be with you. And I think that that shouldn't have to be said. But in some situations, some people are so intellectually stunted and bitter that some obvious things like that have to be said. And the takeaway from these, this three-part series um, season two is that you cannot control how you are perceived by the world. You cannot control how others choose to react to you but you can control how you choose to react. Unfortunately, stalking laws aren't what they need to be. And I'm just documenting this. And everybody watches. Everybody's seeing it, whether they know, whether they choose to acknowledge, or they're so far into their own delusion that they can't even see out of their own tunnel vision of obsession. There's people watching. You're ruining your entire reputation and who you are and just constantly validating me you know whether they decide to get fake boyfriends kira was so desperate using old footage saying that she was on set like what type of psychotic person does that if you're a professional actor like she wasn't a main character she wasn't a guest star she wasn't a supporting she was a featured extra which means that she probably went down to LA casting and they were looking for background workers and she said yes and there are people who have worked with like for example people who have worked on friends and they worked for like the duration of that show because they were just the people that were in the coffee shop and that's what featured extras are sometimes they have a couple of lines but they're not a part of the cast that's why she wasn't in the cast picture so what is what is a professional, act well, she's not an actress, but what do professional actresses do when, when one project has ended? move on to the next one. But she's obviously not a professional actress. She's obviously not an intelligent person. She's obviously not a sane person. She's obviously not a nice person. She's obviously not a talented person. And the same thing can be applied to the rest of his exes who were involved in this. So this is what they resort to. You know, anyone attacking you when doing these things just reflects more on them than it does on you. Unfortunately, these things need to be taken seriously because if this has been happening for three years, that in and of itself is a sign, is 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 concrete evidence of an obsession. Literally, in three years, you you couldn't move on, you couldn't date anyone else, you couldn't you couldn't do anything else. No. And that is reason of concern. So I'm going to keep talking about this and keep bringing awareness and telling my story because it's my story to tell. And um, it's just really unfortunate. But if you're being stalked or if you're being harassed, I encourage you to seek help. There is someone out there who can help you, um, there's hotlines, and I'll post it up at the end of this video, that are trained professionals who can help you and help steer you in the right direction. Uh, Rain is a good resource. That's r-a-r-a-i-n-n dot org. RAINN is an awesome resource uh, for if you've been sexually assaulted or in domestic violence or even dealing with stalking. They have a lot of awesome resources. So I just want to let you know that you're not alone and there is light at the end of the tunnel and I can see it, I can feel it, and I can grab it even though I'm still walking through it. And I just want to encourage you to continue to do the same.